Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. It's a uh, it's a glorious day because we've got a full house. It's me, your host Chris, and Jamie and Jonesy. Yeah, it's been a long Hello. time coming. Oh, we fucking made it. No one's dead. There you go. You swore in the first wow. thirty seconds. I thought I thought we were we, we discussed this, Jamie. Actually, did we ever get an outcome from that experiment? Did we get demonetized in that video? Okay, so just to fill some people in, it, what was it like two episodes ago? We Jamie woke up on the, he chose violence. Let's just put yes. it that way. And the the uh, the second word of the podcast was a swear word, which, you know, mm-hmm. as you do. But YouTube doesn't like you swearing in the first 30 seconds for whatever reason. Um, we were not placed on limited ads. So we had full monetization. And while there was a, a noticeable drop off in viewership from <laughs> pre- the previous uh, handful of episodes, um, Funnily enough, and, and probably down to uh, views velocity, uh, last week's episode was much worse than the week before. So I like to call it the Chris effect, you know? But uh, Yeah, I was going to say, like, we can attribute that not necessarily to the presence of swearing and, or, and just to our sort of basic and unworthy personalities. Yes, exactly. Oh, no, come on. Like, it's it's too obvious now. When I wasn't here, the views were going like this. And the second <laughs> I came back, the views fell off a cliff. I think there is one elephant in the room, and I am that elephant. No, but you see, I think what's good. happening, Jonesy, is that people are waiting for you to come back, and they, they tune in week on week, and it took so long for you to come back. They're like, you know, fuck these guys. Chris and Jamie, we're not here for it. We're here for, we're here for the Jones man. <sighs> Definitely, yeah. you know, I'd like to think that was true, but unfortunately not. You, you want to give us a quick? Uh, sorry, go, yeah, go on, Jamie. No, I was going to say the honest appraisal that I was going to give. I just think we actually had a couple of. I'm not going to say they were like killer thumbnails in the grand scheme of things, but just very um, user friendly thumbnails, like hmm. wading into the whole GTA Six kind of thing. Yeah, yes, it was bullshit, but like <laughs> literally four times as many people watched that episode as the one before it. So, the power of Rockstar, I guess. I, w- I wonder if we need to go like a lot more absurd clickbait maybe that's something for like our our top tier patrons <laughs> uh, to kind no, of see, direct I, us on i think you're missing even lower hanging fruit than that we just become mm. a gta 6 speculation podcast all we do is spend two hours wondering where it's going to be set and how many protagonists there are going to be can, can i tell you the fucking sickening thing is that would probably do us a lot better than what we're doing now yeah exactly yeah like not, not for an it? audience perspective but certainly from like an algorithmic and youtube perspective they'd be like I'm yeah there was a few shows ago that um, I wasn't here and uh, that I, and I was watching the podcast on YouTube and I noticed in the comments that some, obviously a new person had commented something like, um, uh, keen to hear about the to- the news topic or whatever the main topic was of that show. And then they commented again, obviously like a little while after going, they still haven't spoken about it yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the guarantee. Like, oh, that's, funny. that's the guarantee, that you know, funny. like alienating any new fans. We're just going to keep the ones we've got hold them tight, smother them, and eventually they're going to squeeze out of our arms and we're just going to be left with our dicks in our hands. And that's okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's almost what we expected. So yeah. there we go. Um, Jonesy, do you want to give us like, a, a, you know, without too much detail, just a, a quick update on how you're feeling. Are you, are you feeling good? Are your testicles full? Is the shit inside your body? I, uh, I am getting better. Let me put it that way. I've still, so I'm still suffering some of the effects of the, uh, I don't know if I can even say it. Maybe we'll get demonetized for me saying COVID, but I'm, uh, <laughs> Any, I'm anything's uh, possible. Yeah, to be fair. Um, but no, I'm, I'm improving. I'm feeling better. I'm here again. I was here last week. I'm here this week. And for the la- previous four weeks, I was not feeling well enough to do the podcast. So, um, yeah. 
Uh, unfortunately, I haven't. I haven't felt. I probably could have done actually like the last week, but I haven't really felt up to, or like I wanted to play any video games, so I've not played any for the catch up. So that'll be very quick when we get to the catch up. Nice. Maybe you could uh, tell us how many times you masturbated. Okay, fellas, I have a uh, a bit of a, a a question for you, a task, oh, if God. you will, a, a a brain thought. What are they called? Mind mind experiments. Brain teaser. Sure. Okay. Thought starter. Oh, I love it. Like, like just, let's just get these content silos going, buddy. All right? <laughs> yeah. Content oh, yeah. silos. Let's consider the optics of our content silos first. Though, yeah, right? I'll tell you what, we'll loop back around, all right? Yeah. And, no, and, just, yeah. I, I, and, and for everyone listening, I hope this podcast finds you well. Yeah, if you just ping me a note when you've, uh, you've got any updates. <laughs> Motherfucker. All right, so here's the question. And are you ready? Because I, I, I heard this today, and it's, it's, it's a very interesting one, okay? Who would win... In a fight between you and your clone. Oh shit! Okay. Um, now, to be a little okay. bit more specific in this, you get cloned and then you get into the arena. Okay, it's not like you you diverged at age six. Okay. Yeah. Are they are they a baby or are they my age? No, no, they 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 they're like full on. You know, Stallone nineties era. Arnold Schwarzenegger six day it's a fucking facsimile of you then mm. and there alright I, I think I already know which direction I'm leaning yeah I think the clone would win in my case because why why Where, where's your I need your rationale okay? so my rationale is I think fundamentally when we're standing opposite in each other in the arena in the arena of battle uh, mm. we are fundamentally identical in, in many Equals. ways we are yeah. exactly the only thing that differentiates us is how we came to end up in that scenario where I've lived my life up to this point and have been brought to the arena to fight my clone the clone has been made to fight me for that reason I think the clone will be the one that's more conscious of its existence and the fact that it feels like it almost needs to fight for the right to survive and to become the new me whereas I might mm. already have the sort of the arrogance of presuming that I am already me the clone might feel like he has to work harder for it. It reminds okay. me, but there's that thing. Okay. In, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Go, go, go. Actually, I might not actually say because it's spoilers. Can I? Can I spoil Soma? Is it? Is it enough? Yeah, you can spoil Soma. Yeah, like, we we, so, we spoiled it on on all time gaming. Oh, there you go. Okay, thing. So it's already out there, but I won't go into the whole details because it's it gets into weird sort of um, almost philosophical stuff. But it's yeah. one of these situations where the character at one point has to clone themselves to get free of a certain situation but only one of the versions of that clone will escape so to speak and you mm. get left playing as the version that didn't escape but it's like well hang on if an exact identical version of you escaped did you escape and you're just sort mm. of from the perspective of the thing that lost it's it's weird yeah. anyway yeah well, well this is this is where i'm going to throw the spanner in your rationale there okay let's say you go into this device that clones you go into yeah. Go into the closet, and Jamie, you've got to come out of the closet, all right? <laughs> okay. Okay. But when you come that. out of the closet, two of you come out. Now, who's to say who's the clone and who's the original? Oh! I think it's going to be pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Is it really? Well, yeah, because what? Like, you walk in the closet, you're cloned, you come out. It's not going to look, it's not going to have the 30-odd years of life batterings that I've got. It's going to it be will. A- it, it'll be it'll be a genetic like for like facsimile. 
Yeah, yeah, but I've had 37 years of life beating the crap out of me. The clone is basically a brand new, like, squeaky clean version. It doesn't have my dodgy knee. It doesn't have my dodgy nah, shoulder. because you know what? Like, it doesn't have COVID. Mm-mm. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come out, like, hopping around like a newborn lamb. No, can like, I tell you, can I tell you the, the flaw in that, Jonesy, is in the closet with you is um, Henry Cavill. And he's going to paint your body like he does the, the Warhammer figurines that he's so fucking into. And he's going to make sure that like all the fucking liver spots and shit, they're, they're all perfect. Okay. So you won't know. There'll be no discernible difference between you and your clone. And you won't know who, which one is which. Who would win, buddy? Who would win? Not, uh, clearly the only answer is a fight to the death and it's a double knockout. Yeah. Yeah. I, I genuinely think though that like if you just entertain the more combat oriented side of this debate is it not just a thing of like the outcome would probably vary if you had that fight a hundred times different people would win it different it would just be like a, a luck of who landed a certain blow at a certain time in a certain way and you tell so me buddy, so I, I guess we'll never find out or have, maybe it would be like maybe um, we have found out already what's the game the uh the very thingy battle simulator if you just like, oh, battle simulator, right, yeah. if you clone the little people if you just had one of each type they fight each other I think, yeah, it's going to be 50-50. It's like a coin toss. Yeah. Plus, I think the thing we all have going for us, although, again, our clone would have this going for them as well, is that to get here, we did all have to win a very similar battle against a number of, you know, could have been brothers in arms um, <laughs> with similar genetics. You were my brother. It was more you of a race than a fight. One. But yeah. Yeah, 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 fair. I just thought, you know, that that would be a good way to get into this uh, apparently gaming podcast. Just get 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 those cogs turning. Clear off the cobwebs. Clearly, Jonesy needs the the mental exercise. You know, I'm not saying anything against you, Jonesy, but you've been a little bit out of practice. Okay, you got to get oh, into don't say whatever you want. I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's so sad. Love, That's funny. How, I love how infirm Jonesy looks at the moment. Because it looks like like that that hoodie. I mean, we've seen it before, but it actually looks like because it's kind of obscured by your microphone. It looks like a gown, and then the chair like <laughs> could be like a wheelchair, and it's just kind of like I'm just. Yeah, I feel like that at the moment. To be fair, you're just looking a bit of a sorry sort. And uh, hey, for anyone listening on podcast platform of your choice, I'm talking Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. You can head on over to YouTube and see the sorry state that Alex Jones is in. And while you're there, drop him a message in the comments below saying. Don't worry, fella. You'll get there. Send me, yeah. Send me some well wishes. Tell me that I'm gonna get that. I'm. I will, despite what the doctors say, <laughs> I will recover. It's terminal. Uh, I'll be, yeah. I'll be fighting. I you know what's funny about like not. I, I said to my wife the other day. I said I'm the best I've ever looked and the worst I've ever felt because <laughs> I had. <laughs> I had. Uh, because um, I lost like someone in the car I can't remember who it was. I think it was hooded, hooded dude. Maybe said, uh, "Jonesy, you've lost a lot of weight." Like he, you know, you. I had a bit of weight to lose, to be fair. <laughs> but now yeah. I'm like, I'm fighting weight. I'm looking pretty good, but yeah, I'm feeling I mean, like crap. So yeah, to be fair, you, you did evacuate like maybe 25 kilograms of shit from your body. So Oh, fair. so much, fair. so much. Yeah, that was grim. <laughs> oh my god. You could have maybe made a little clone out of me from that. Maybe. Ooh. And speaking of clones, in, in a weird way, in let's say a, a metaverse kind of way, you could catch our clones doing the exact same podcast, but it's not us. Just remember this. It's our clones doing the exact same podcast available at paisleyradio.com Thursdays, 10 p.m. Internet radio. Listen to it live-ish almost, but in a clone way. Just just to confirm, though, those clones not made out of Jonesy's feces. Uh, I mean, 
feces, no. Other oh, okay. bodily fluids. Hey, you know, I mean, they, I mean, they, they, they yeah, need something to, to make the clone, Jamie. Okay? Exactly. It's got to all stick together somehow. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, that's how you know you're a clone. If you, like, cut yourself. If you bleed, you're the original. If, if like, cum comes out, and it's just oh. like, yeah, that, that's, that's the clone. Oh, imagine that. Imagine like looking at your veins and rather than being like blue and green, they're just like a silverish white, Ooh. like shimmering in the light. Ooh, like and you know, you, know, does. you know what kind of complicates things? If you pop a pimple. Oh, not, wait, hang on. Where what, are we going? What, what color is it? What color comes out? Sperm, buddy. I'm, yeah. oh. I'm just imagining, you know, that, you know, like scenes in movies when heroin addicts are shooting up and they. <laughs> They um, they put the needle in and they they draw a little bit of blood first. Oh yeah, mix it in. I'm just imagining yeah, yeah. like that the, the the cum coming out and <laughs> like the shot of the cum and the heroin like <laughs> fucking mixing up in the in the fucking. Yeah. Oh my god! All right, well, hey fellas, now that we've scared off pretty much everyone and uh, lost another twenty five percent of our viewership, uh, let's talk about what we're going to be covering today because um, there's been some really interesting developments on the remedy side of things, particularly with Max Payne. We've also got some news about uh, something to do with Tomb Raider and something else to do with potentially a new Monkey Island game. I say potentially, it's a new Monkey Island game. And we're going to talk about all of these, if you'll indulge me, after the comment of the week. Yeah? Mm, sounds good. Mm, enthusiasm. I fucking love it. Great. Mm. Cool. How was that? <clears throat> okay. Comment of the week this week, fellas, comes from the one, the only, the clone of Alex Brown. That's right. <laughs> a friend of the show, uh, a colleague, as it were. Uh, he is on the Just Interesting podcast. So I do highly recommend that you all go check out the Just Interesting podcast. And I believe, Jonesy, last week you you mentioned something that has led on to this comment. I'll, I will talk, I'll, I'll read out the comment now, okay? So he says, we do indeed upload to Spotify, Jonesy. Come on, Jonesy, you should, you should have fucking known that. I wasn't sure. I thought they did, but I wasn't 100%. Yes, so if you want to listen to the Just Interesting podcast, it's available on YouTube, it's available on Spotify. I'd imagine it's available on iTunes and as many platforms as we are on. So go check them out. We love their fucking content. Absolutely great. They do have a Patreon if you want to go support them after you support us. Obviously, naturally, certainly fair. Both. Um, yeah, both. Um, but he, Alex Brown does go on to say, love the chat, fellas. I'd personally be very sad to see E3 go. There's something about a live, in-person event that a digital showcase will never capture. The hilarious, embarrassing moments when things go wrong. You ever wonder what the bottom of an Avatar shoe looks like? Well, bam, there it is. Uh, also, big question, how can Will Slap? Yeah. I, yes. Did we did we make a how can she slap reference last week? I'm trying to think. That, that was we the code said, word. We said that people. Okay, that was the code word. Oh, oh, I had a, a, slap. like a tinge of fear there for a second that we missed that gaping opportunity to bring back how can she slap? That gaping. Yeah. We so did, we did bring it back. How can we'll slap? So last week you guys obviously spoke about uh, E3 kind of cancelling their 2022 presence to focus on 2023. Mm. Um, I, I I think. I think I could speak for all of us to say that, like, we definitely wouldn't want to see a physical E3 go as much as we said, like, it's pretty much doomed. Like, whether it's E3 or something, like, yeah, a, a big marquee physical event, always going to be a fucking good time. Um, <laughs> and uh, Alex Brown is right. You know, those, those, um, 
those compilations of embarrassing moments and, uh, you know, sweaty fat people waiting in line at uh, the EA Play Whoa, show. hang um, on, okay. <laughs> okay, I, hold I, on. I, may, I may have been both of those things at the time, and I'm still both those things right now, but... Yeah. Hey, okay. You know what? It, it, it's the truth, buddy. Okay. I'm short. You're fat. Jonesy's dying. Like, this is just how it is. You know? That's life. The way of the world. That's life, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything you guys want to add to kind of like what uh, A Brown is saying? That's his new name, A Brown. A, A, A Brown. A Brown. Um, I guess, yeah, I feel the same way, right? Like, we the the world needs to provide more content for Crobcat to make montages and compilations with. I think that's that's the bottom line here. Whether that's the Game Awards, whether that's E three, whether that's cringe compilations, like shit needs to shit needs to go down in a live capacity with people who are not prepared to be going on stage and reading from an auto queue, go on stage and read from a queue. Um, yeah, but also just because yeah, like like James and I were talking about last week, E three is still kind of this weirdly special phenomenon where for one week in the middle of the summer we just get to sort of forget everything else that's going on in the world and focus exclusively on video games and i, like, yeah. I think jonesy made some good points last <laughs> week around how hard it can be to kind of keep tabs on everything but then i'm also one of those weirdos who like i would make spreadsheets for my own personal use <laughs> to keep tabs on what we were expecting to see where and whether things were announced so not being able to engage in those sort of weirdly I don't know, slightly problematic uh, rituals. That's, that's mm. sad to me. Why, why don't you publish your, your spreadsheets, Jamie, and we'll call them uh, Jamie's Game Spunk. Wow. Yeah. I, wait, you mean, you mean ones I've made before or future ones that I make? Like, for, like ongoing. Oh, it's an ongoing, like it's a never-ending stream of spunk. Like, exactly. Like the exactly. spunk don't stop. Once you <laughs> it's spunk, like, it's you like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like spider webs, you know, just kind of just comes out and comes out and comes out and comes out, and you make clothing out of it. Yeah, eventually. exactly. Yeah, yep. new fashion label, Silk Spunk. It's my new. Um, that's my band name. It's me. Some, it, it's me that and sounds Bruno, like a Bruno Mars. Song. Yeah, I was going to say it's me and Bruno Mars. We're introducing <laughs> our new our new b- band, Silk Spunk. Catch us winning every Grammy this year. Jesus, Christ. just us and Olivia Rodrigo taking over the world. What do you fellas think about us hosting E3 one year? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I feel well, like they, they, they need some, some big like headliners, and you can't get bigger than us, buddy. Like, is that another fat know. joke? No. Oh, okay. We could challenge, um, uh, what's his name with the boots? Jeff. We could wear fancy footwear. <laughs> we could challenge Jeff's footwear. Jeffrey Keeley. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see Jeff Keighley bring Alex Jones out on stage specifically just to have like a footwear showdown, see whose shoes dazzle more in the moonlight. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jonesy could go with his monkey shoes. No, they have to be much more fancy than monkey shoes. No, we'll, 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 we'll take it to like, we'll put diamantes on him. Cowboy boot monkey shoes. Cowboy now we're oh. talking. Yeah, snakeskin monkey shoes. There we go. With metal heels. Oh, I can love it. Spurs. <laughs> The only part of it I don't think I could actually do is that I'm, I'm specifically recalling the last couple of uh, EA events where people like Greg Miller and WWE superstar Xavier Woods have been yeah. on hosting duties. The yeah. amount of like enthusiasm they have to show for products that aren't that exciting, especially during what have been some pretty like poor years for like 
don't get me wrong, hosting an event for EA sounds pretty cool, but when like all they're talking about is an uh, Apex Legends update and another Sims 4 DLC pack and like all it's like I don't want to get excited for that. I can't pretend Ellis, I care. Ellis, but this is what I'm this is what I'm trying to like explain to you, okay? There's a reason that E3 has fallen off and it's because of all of this fakeness, okay? And we're going to bring a dose of reality. We're going to be like, here's another fucking Sims pack. You're going to buy it if you like Sims. If you don't like Sims, fuck off. Here's the trailer. Roll that shit, DJ. We're all that's exclusive. too much reality for me. I, yeah, I, I, rec- like I, I reckon that's what the industry is calling out for, quite frankly. I mean, you can and, also make the argument that we already do that just on our podcast. Yeah, but I just like to get... I just, I just, <laughs> no yeah, I, I'd like it to be an audience of, like, you know, more than the, the, the triple digits would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we could but, we oh, could orchestrate man, I, a slap as well. That would be great for for numbers. Ooh, maybe what we do is like, oh yeah, it's like barrier of entry. If you want to show off your game at the uh, the Super E three show, you ha- like the developer, like the the creative director or something needs to come on stage, the game director, and get a slap from us. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> three I was I was just imagining a world where, like, again, using the same names as before the sake of ease, but like Greg Miller making a, a remark about the Game Awards viewing numbers and Jeff Keighley going on stage slapping him and then screaming, "Get the Game Awards name out your fucking mouth!" <laughs> like screaming at him. I, like uh, it. I love it. I love it. That's so good. Um, well, fellas, you know, if we did host a uh, Super E three show, I would imagine that we'd have. At least a small live audience, uh, because there are some people that are generous enough to give us money to make this podcast. They are obviously our patrons. Uh, they head on headed on over to patreon.com forward slash super show. And for as little as two dollars, you too could support the channel and help, you know, cultivate this dream of the Super E3 show. And uh, fuck it, you know, I'm gonna go out on a limb and, and say it now. Uh, once we do inevitably launch the Super E3 show, every single tier is going to get front row access to the show. I love it. I, like I, it. I, I think what we're going to do is we're going to... But if you slap any of us, if you come on stage and slap any of us, then you get sent to the back. Mm. Oh, yeah. In, unless, you, unless you're the $600 uh, pledge, then you can slap us. That's fine. Yeah. Maybe, oh. maybe we should put that in the thing. Slap us, $600. I was, I was also considering making a joke about whether or not that the front row would technically be a part of the splash zone. But then after some of the comments we were making earlier about bodily fluids, <laughs> I'm not sure you want to be in our splash zone, really. Oh, maybe they do. Maybe um, that's an additional tier. That, there you go. Mm. What, how much would but, that be? But Oh, I don't know. A uh, thousand. 69 pounds. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> it's not a lot for cum. Hey, it's more than I'm getting paid to produce it at the moment. So... um. But also, like, I would imagine that I'd like to do it like Kanye Sunday service style, you know, like a big fucking hill. Um, mm-hmm. Marilyn Manson. Well, probably not. It's just, said, Chris, just Chris, Marilyn Manson, and the baby in like fucking ankle high water with mics <laughs> that don't work. That's that's my show. <laughs> fucking hell. Oh my god! But yeah, I mean, fuck it. If you want to see a super E three show, let us know. I'd I'd love to just even like like a fake mock up of like what an E three show this year would be. That could be quite fun. Maybe that, that maybe that could be like Patreon content if we ever like if Jonesy doesn't die by then, and you know if you know, we, we can synchronize our our watches and our clocks to kind of get together and 
record something. But anyway, talking about patrons, fellas, I've got some names to call out because these guys help make the Super Show dream come true. And I'm, of course, talking about Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Bill Caesar. Yes, Bill Caesar. Brimstone, Cole K, Helium Joker, I Snort Rock Salt, Jesper Cam Dahl Nielsen, Leo Merger, Mindful Pig, Mr. Anthropic, Nathan Piers, Neil, Hashtag Daniel, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starfall Kid, and I, I mean, I, I do fucking love this name, The Boldest Beauty, The Gorgeous Gelding, The Yummy Eunuch, The One and Only, Mark Clancy. I fucking love that one. Uh, and then, of course, we are talking about the big boys. We're talking about Brett Z, a.k.a. Shellshock, Doppler, Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Bookread, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and The Uncaged. Everybody, thank you so much for keeping the stream alive. Um, I mean, we've taken Jonesy out of his fucking deathbed to be here because that's how, like, that's what you have done. You are keeping Jonesy alive. You are his... Just about. Just about, just about, you know, like we're getting there. Like it's borderline, okay, but it's it's helping. It's helping. Ah, oh, fellas, it's the, oh, yeah, the the only thing that kept, has kept me going is the patreons, <laughs> knowing they're out there. <laughs> I could just imagine you like almost wasting away on your deathbed, going like, just just one more week. <laughs> the patrons need me. <laughs> it's felt like that at times. I'm not gonna lie. Fucking <laughs> hell. All right. Well, this is the lovely time that I like to call. Uh, catch up time. So, AJ, what have you been doing? Nothing. Jamie, <laughs> not that much more, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, my the only really thing I wanted to mention is that um, I have played WWE 2K22 for the nice. first time, which you know I think I'm like maybe a, a couple of weeks behind the pace on uh, because obviously it was a slightly strange release schedule. Uh, it right. usually comes out at the end of the year, come out Q1 this year, and also. This is the first time that the 2K series is back after skipping a year. Um, right. And it's only like a different engine. and Yeah, because you might remember the last one we played when we were still at ATG was really rather um, broken. Yeah, ropey. <laughs> we played it on stream, I think, hoping to get as many glitches as possible. And I, I seem to remember, actually, we didn't get as many as we'd have desired. But <laughs> yeah. it was one of those games where you, we played it on stream out of the sheer fascination of watching it break before our eyes. Um, <laughs> but it is back, and it is... I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the whole expression. I'm gonna say back and better than ever. I don't think that's an exaggeration here. Nice, um, nice. Yeah. Look, again, which I'll say up front, which you'd hope for after they got to such a low point and took an entire year off to essentially yeah. fix things. Um, do, you, do you remember like the the whole issue that happened with the last iteration? Do you remember the the kind of controversy around it? Not the specific controversy. You'd have to remind me. Wasn't no, it no. that wasn't it that they were like they were reusing assets from the previous year. Right. That right. sounds that like them, yeah. Yeah. But it was the it was the like the the development team was kind of like booted out halfway through and that's the reason why they, oh. they were, do you remember they were reusing those assets for that a reason at they were some like point where like Jaeger got kicked off and it became an entirely visual concepts um production yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and obviously, like, they didn't want to move the deadline because they're like, fuck it, it's like an annual release. Like, you need to release it. Yeah. And then they're just like, okay, I've just fucking cobbled it together. Obviously, it didn't work. Look at you. No. Back better than ever, as you say. So, yeah. I have go. a question. 
Yeah. Mm. Is is uh, is it Logan? Which is Logan Paul? Logan Paul. Logan Paul is not in it. No. I think. Right. I oh, think he might. Machine Gun Kelly's in it. Machine Gun Kelly's and, DLC. Yeah. I don't know if he's out and, yet. And he he did the soundtrack for it. I believe he's got. Well, so that's the that game's quote unquote <laughs> jukebox has I think ten. It's either eight or ten songs on it outside of like wrestlers music. Yeah. yeah. And uh, MGK produce is about half of that. I think. Um, yeah, but I, I want to say like he was like producer for the soundtrack of. Oh, he may well be. I mean, like, there's it's it's weird because it's ten tracks and it, like most of it I haven't heard of. But then there's one track by the weekend. There's a there's like a, a, a classic Wu Tang track in there. It's a, it's a very small but eclectic mix with a lot of Machine Gun Kelly. And this is again uh, pop punk Machine Gun Kelly, not uh, hip hop. Uh, yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. I, I um, think the pop pop punk suits him better anyway. I mean, it suits his hair and his relationship with Megan uh-huh. Fox. That's it's all part of the package, right? Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but I guess that kind of leads on to pop, pop punk Megan Fox. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, there we go. Um, I guess this kind of like it's good timing, Jamie, because didn't WrestleMania occur over the weekend? Yes, WrestleMania was at the weekend, and in fact, um, I have seen now most of WrestleMania, and for the Saturday show of WrestleMania, because they kind of do it over two nights now. I was actually at an event that 2K were putting on here in, in mm. London uh, where we watched... Well, I was going to say, that's actually, ironically, the one thing we didn't do was watch any of WrestleMania because it started so late. I think the broadcast would have started <laughs> about right. one and everyone had basically <laughs> left by then. But we spent about four or five hours preparing to watch WrestleMania and that meant uh, taking part in a WWE 2K tournament which uh, nice. it was the first time I'd ever played the game, so I did not do particularly well. <laughs> um, and also taking part in a WWE quiz, where luckily uh, a, a we had a resident WWE expert on our team in the form of our friend Dave Horner, who carried oh, yeah. us to a third place finish, which is what got me the copy of the game, which is what I've been playing. Nice, um, nice, I like it. Yeah, it was also weird, and you guys I'm sure can sort of relate to this in, in some respect, but we obviously because of just the way life has worked, and not just because of the switch from ATG to Super Show, but also the switch from normal living to COVID living and so on and so forth. But we haven't, we don't really do game events anymore. You know, We don't really go to places where you see people the way we used to. And so yeah, it was weird yeah. going to an event and being like, oh, it's, it's them. Like <laughs> I, the, the, I, the best example I can give is I sat down in a booth, um, met the two guys who I knew already who were already there, yeah. was uh, kind of catching up with them, looked to my side, and to my right, five feet away, were two of the outside Xbox guys. And I was like, oh, weird, yeah. Like, some yeah. things never change. It's still the yeah. same crowds <laughs> going to the same events. <laughs> like, yeah, COVID d- delayed thing for two years, but it's still the exact same fucking faces going to the exact same events. Well, I, um, I guess, like, with, with uh, PR companies and stuff, like, they would have had their, let's call it, quote-unquote, little black books. Yeah, exactly. And then COVID happens, they just close the book, and now... COVID's not well, really it is happening, it. but uh, no one cares about it apparently. Well, uh, and, and then, then they just reopened the book on the same out, page. They just scrubbed out ATG <laughs> in their little black book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is what when I rocked up, they're like, hang on, what are you doing here? You're not in the book anymore. <laughs> and then um, they got a broom and they tried to push you out the door and you went, yeah. I'm here with Dave Warner. <laughs> exactly that. Um no, nice. but hey, hey, for as long as the bars and the food are free, then please, please keep me in the book. Uh, that's yeah. my. I care about that more than I care about the copies um, nowadays. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a fun night, and uh, the game, like a little bit more on the game, like it, it's solid, is what I say. And I mm. think for people who look to the WWE games as just something that sort of is 
delivers a reliable experience reminiscent of the ones that they played back in the day on you know the N64 and the PS1 and maybe even uh, going further back um like it, it it can it can satisfy you know those urges it can scratch those itches now uh comfortably in a way that it maybe started to fail to a couple of years ago right like yeah. one thing that like it feels like a shortcut they've made is there's a lot more animations that take direct control away from the player it feels like they've almost tried to work around some of the jankiness by saying actually like if we made this less dynamic and more canned then more things will look like they're happening the way they're intended and so okay that how, yeah a, how does that feel it, it feels a bit weird in terms of flow where you're like hang on a second he just uh picked that guy up off the floor did an irish whip waited for him to come back and did some crazy move and i pressed x um <laughs> Which so it's so like it's almost like a glorified quick time event then. Yes, but what it does, while it can feel weird in terms of flow, what it does is it completely simplifies the uh, controls, which they dra- that game drastically needed. Yeah, um, yeah. And it also means again the more shit that looks cool and that results in interesting looking, you know, moves and and events happening in matches happen without as much reliance on finicky user inputs and wonky animations where arms get bent behind backs and people's <laughs> heads start dipping through each other and Triple H's hair, which admittedly he doesn't really have anymore, but you know, everything's <laughs> flying everywhere and and you get the games they used to make. Um Yeah, but yeah. you kinda you kinda of, kind of lament the the loss there, right? In a weird way. Like they will remain a weird relic of that bra broken <laughs> WWE past. Yeah. I'll, I'll also give a quick shout out to a mode called My GM, which it's all quite simple at the moment, but it is what you, what it sounds like. Where basically you choose either WWE, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, choose either SmackDown, Raw, or NXT, and up against either the AI or another player, you basically compete to sign free agents to fill out your rosters. Put on, you choose the fights you put on, like. Uh, you know, you, you set up events, you set up rivalries, you give people slots to do promos, you know, you, you use cards that might like, uh, I don't know, fix matches and so on and so forth. <laughs> and you're trying to build your fan base and also your budget uh, against a rival. That's quite fun. So is it like, is it like, like football, football, man- football manager esque? It's like a very, it's like a surface level football manager, yeah, where you're like balancing the stamina and the happiness of like fucking. <laughs> You know Brock Lesnar, and you'll and he'll like send yeah, you an email being like, "I demand a title shot this week against Drew McIntyre," and you'll be like, "Okay, I have to give him that, or his morale will drop." And in like, what kind of a match is it going to be? If it's and then, or I can do it. <laughs> does, he not, so that, does he not do it where he gets the microphone and there's like a little video thing where he's like, "You better give me that title shot." Da, da. No, <laughs> it, that's the one thing about my GM is that unless you choose to watch the match simulations play out or play them yeah. yourself. It's all menu based, which is where right, Chris's okay, football yeah. manager kind of comparisons come yeah. in. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's, 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 that, that there's sounds cool though. Like, I, maybe there's like something in that. Like, maybe there needs to be like a dedicated, like really fleshed out. There probably is one. To be fair, I'm, I'm not really. Yeah. No. Oh, uh, but yeah, that'd be there's cool. fu- there's fun to be had with this game. Like, I'm not sure I should be saying this. I might get in trouble, but um, we'd, we'd like. <laughs> <laughs> basically um I, i've got some friends who i play on the playstation with and you know they're kind of like intrigued by the idea of this game but no one's gonna buy it you know and one of the things yeah. they're intrigued by is there's been a weird trend in some corners of tiktok of people using the game to recreate sort of like real rivalries so like 
one thing that went viral quite early on is that there's a certain wrestler whose uh, like intro, their walkout, uh, involves them being in like a fake tank. So someone created a version of Vladimir Putin and made that his intro. And <laughs> and there was another one where like uh, after the Oscars, someone made a match where it was like they created a Will Smith and they created a Chris Rock and they made them right. fight. So yeah. I'm in the middle of setting up and orchestrating a Royal Rumble, which I will then screen share for these people. But I, I won't say the names, but you can probably imagine the crowd I'm catering to and yeah. they're choosing who goes into it at the moment. And if you look at my list of recent searches on community creations, <laughs> it is every vile name of every vile human <laughs> on the planet. And I won't repeat some of them because they're probably on like some weird list where if you just say the names, but like... <laughs> Yeah, I if I don't get banned by 2K by the end of the week, then it'll be a miracle. Wow, okay. Sounds good. Well, hey, you're, you're, you're not creating them, you're just downloading them, right? Well, yeah, but there are problems where, like, hey, turns out no one in the whole of the world has made a version of Joseph Fritzl yet in WWE 2K, so I'm oh, going to have to be Christ. that guy. I have to be that guy. Mm, you don't have to be that guy. Chris, I have to be that guy. I have to download pictures of Google Images. I'm sure there are some great mugshots out there that are pretty nice and straight on. Download those, put them in the game. Bob's your uncle. I don't know what it's... Well, I'm not surprised, really, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's, like, a, a way, like, to... You know how the, the Hornswoggle, the small guy, the, uh, used to come out from under the ring? I wonder if there's a way to... He was, like, a... Paul, I, I don't Paul, know what... Paul Bearer? No, no, no. Like, it was, he was um, he was a, a vertically challenged fella. Little Irish. Sorry, a, a what? I don't know what you're meant to call them anymore. <laughs> is he he's either a midget or, or a dwarf? Like, he's one of them. He's small. He's small. All right, small, all right small, small. okay. He used to come you. out from under the ring, like as like a thing, like oh, he's hiding under the ring because he's a midget. Um, and I was wondering <laughs> if there's a way to get so wrong. I was, well, no, because I was no, they did it with Wee Man on the weekend. There was a, there was a fight with the Jackass crew, and Wee Man came out from under the ring. Jesus Christ! Okay. It, it's, I love it, the idea that only only a small small can fit under the ring. I mean, you got to remember that Vince McMahon is still in the creative mix somewhere, and clearly he just loves the idea that people below a certain height can hide under the ring. Yes, but I was going to do that for Fritzel to kind of like resemble represent like him coming out from the cellar kind of thing. Um, oh, nice, oh, nice. You, you're, you're taking it to the next level. I like it. Very yeah, good. I'm, I'm hydrobotting this shit. Wow. Anyway, there you go. That's me. <laughs> that's that's you. All right, and and AJ, like I, I was joking. Obviously, you've said you you haven't had time to play any games. Um, you did a bit of a catch up last week where you you said you were playing some mobile games, but. Anything? Yeah, nothing wanted, else like, really. TV shows? <laughs> Scratched your ass in a very er- erotic manner? Anything, I saw, buddy? Anything, really? I did. I, t- I tell you what I did watch. People were kicking off because Louis C.K. won um, a Grammy. Yes, for, yeah. Uh, best album. And so I thought, oh, I didn't even know he was doing comedy anymore. So I watched his most recent Dude, special. He did a show in Ukraine, like, when shit was kicking off. Did it? Really? Yeah. Oh, weird. But so yeah, so I well I watched his most recent special, which wasn't the one I think he won the Grammy for. I think it was the one bef- after that, right? Called so- called Sorry. Sorry, yeah, okay, yeah. Which um, it's weird. It's weird. Is there's a weird thing where someone's done stuff like what Louis C.K. did, and has then because <clears throat> it was quite it's like five years ago now, and has then returned. And there's a weird thing where the crowd are obviously super diehard fans. Yeah, and anything you know. He says, or because he occasionally makes little jokes about, you know, about how one of them was like, um, how everyone's been living these last two years with COVID is kind of how he was living for the last five years because he was oh, hiding from everyone, on. yeah, and okay. stuff like that. 
Um, which, and then people like go crazy, and it, it, it was funny. It was funny. It was a funny special. It's it is weird though, man. When you get when people have done weird shit like that, you know, bad stuff, and then they kind of say sorry for it, and they come back, and you're like, Am I, uh, I'm, uh, is it, "Can I laugh at this? Like, is this funny? I don't know." But well, it's, it's no, like he's, he's a. It's like when you, when you're out in the club, and um, you know, R. Kelly's remix to Ignition comes on. Banger, but can you dance to it? That's the I question. I don't know anymore. But then is Michael it just like, Jackson? Is it just like what do you do if Michael Jackson drops on the on the radio? I just lost, you, hide your children. Lost, lost profits again. Like every time they come on in the club, I'm like, should I should I be headbanging? There is a weird. There is a thing though. Okay, <laughs> I maybe I, should, maybe I shouldn't say this. <laughs> oh, Josie, we'll be, we're going to get cancelled anyway. Like let's just fucking go lost down the profits. rabbit hole. Lost oh profits. no! Don't bring up lost profits again. I, I'm already regretting saying that. Those R. Words. Kelly and Michael Jackson all have something in common, right? Which is kids were involved, which makes it worse. Yes, like much, indeed. much worse. Louis C.K. like did bad stuff, but at least is it? I don't know. At least it wasn't kids. It doesn't make it feel quite as. Uh, Hang like, on. I don't think you can recover. I don't think you recover from the kid. You can't come back and do a special. If someone I, catches you doing that, you can't ever recover. Now I just wish that Jonesy was in the room where they were coming up with a name for that special because at least it wasn't kids is so much better than sorry. <laughs> I can yeah. help. To be fair, at least, it is, at least it wasn't kids is probably a better name for it. Well, then um, he do it. He just wanked, wanked off in front of people. He would just, he, he would just yeah, jerk yeah. it while they watched. But it was a weird in that he, he it was often people that were like opening for him or working for him. And he would say, he would say, can, apparently, can I jerk off in front of you? And they would be like, okay, but obviously there's, what can they say in that situation? Mm. If they oh, go, oh, dude, no, you yeah, grimo. But the, the point is off, that like, they never should, be, should have been put in that situation, right? That's like, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They can't say no, right? There's no way that, because yeah. what do you do? He's massive. But, but I also He's think, a super powerful like, comedian, like. They might, they'd be worried that they never work again and stuff. So yeah, yeah it, was, it was messed up, man. Obviously, it should never have happened. It's, it's problematic, like, on all fronts. And yeah, especially with, like, artists, like... And... But, but, at least it wasn't kids. Oh, my God. All right. I'm, 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 I'm moving on. I'm going to tell you, guys, what I've been doing. Uh, playing games. Okay? On, on that level. Okay? Um, okay. So, right, obviously, okay. I was... <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I wasn't on the podcast last week. Uh, I do apologize. Um, you know, life life finds a way, as a, a wise man once said. But um, I've been really busy. I've been really busy. I've changed jobs. Uh, mm. Shit's been going down. And I've just had to kind of like take stock and focus on adulting. Not adultering, <laughs> adulting. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> very important, you know. Very, very good distinct, distinction. Yeah, yeah. Good distinction there. Um, yeah, so just kind of like, you know, being serious about shit, which is, you know, quite unlike me, as I'm sure you can tell. Um, so the only things that I've, I've got two things that I, I can talk about, which is something that I could have talked about last week if I was on the podcast, which was, would I have? Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I obviously played some more Elden Ring, you know, Chris's Elden Ring hour coming up. Um, it was cool because in, in that in that stream, uh, twitch.tv forward slash hot panic for anyone who wants to know. Um, I was going to go up against Godric the Grafted, which is the like next main boss after Margaret the Fell Omen. Now, with Margaret the Fell Omen, it was like, oh, so few people that own Elden Ring have beaten him, this, that, the other. It's like, okay, cool. I was bracing myself for a really long fight. Beat him in three tries, okay? Nice. And then had like a, a cool chill time with it. 
the last time I was playing Elden Ring on stream and I went up after Godric the Crafted, I beat him in one go. I couldn't fucking believe it. It's pretty, okay, pretty I, like, I think I remember you saying, I think I was actually watching the stream. I think I checked it out for like, I don't think I was on there for too long. And I think you mentioned the fact that you'd, you'd beat him in one yeah. go, which is, yeah, that's like, because obviously sometimes <clears throat> it's tens of goes and to do it in one, those. Um, yeah, but, but epic, I think that's mate. a testament to how the game kind of having a, a Souls game in an open world setting kind of like potentially in some ways blast the, the, the barn doors wide open in that you can just grind and you can power up and become overleveled and then go. Were you overleveled on paper? Um, maybe. Okay. Maybe, but then like there's other things that like, even if you're not overleveled, like getting a summon there to kind of like yep. take, take flack away from you and you chipping away at the health while they're like distracted. Mm, right. Like that, that's, you know, it's like the unofficial easy mode, I guess. Um, I'm not above it because it's a hard fucking game. Uh, and, you know, it's still a Souls game that you beat the boss, you go out into the open world feeling a little bit reckless, a little bit careless, and you get your ass handed to you over and over again. It, and it's just like random, like normal enemies on the field. It's like, okay, fuck me. Um, but yeah, still fucking loving Elden Ring. Haven't had much time to play it or stream or play anything else because life got in the way and being an adult is something that needs to be done sometimes. Uh, but what I did manage to do was watch The Batman. Nice. Which, uh, yes, all like five hours of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I, I can't remember, Jamie. Like I did listen to last week's podcast that you guys recorded, but kind of like while I was doing other stuff. So kind of in one ear and half of it out the other ear. Did you yes. mention anything about your thoughts on Batman? Not, not about my thoughts. I mentioned it. Um, ironically, I think it came up because I, I don't remember what we were discussing, but we were discussing something that made me bring up the fact that the Riddler leaves ciphers that need to be um, uh, oh, right. okay. figured out by them. So I think because I mentioned that, uh, it obviously made it clear that I'd seen it. And then someone asked on our Discord, are, are we planning any sort of uh, sort of Ooh. review kind of like content around it? Which the door's still open because again I didn't even I don't even think I said whether or not I think it's good. Um, well, right. big mystery. What's it? Um, oh. But yeah, I, I riddle me this, Batman. Whoa! But yeah, I'm I'm happy to go into it as much or as little now as as you see fit, really. Well, I guess the question is, AJ, did you see it? No, no, I haven't no. seen it yet. He's been pooing. Uh, been pooing in an, on an IV drip and oh poor baby. I'm I'm just not, I'm really I'm interested in the, the, the interesting thing about Batman. The Batman to me is I genuinely haven't seen a thing for as long where I'm thinking mainly of Twitter where it's so divisive. I've seen people say it's really good and people say it's awful, and I'm like th- that's I'm so intrigued. Mm. Now, like to mm. know what you guys think and to know what I think as well. Yeah, I I, I think yeah I'd like to do like a, a spoiler cast on it. Yeah, sure. We can do that. I, I feel like I, I have some thoughts. Um, it would be good to talk about. I mean, we, you know, we can the, say now, like, yes, I, I think a spoiler cast would, would be of some value. And I also have some thoughts that are, you know, uh, probably a little bit too sort of like deep and spoilery in nature to go into now. But I think it's good. <clears throat> I think it's a good movie. You think and it's good? I, and I think it's a Batman film and a Batman, well, perhaps more uh, to the point, a, a take on Batman that's far more attuned to my tastes than 
I'd say just about any major um, motion picture version of Batman ever. Okay. Um, mm. I am I am in the camp of people, and I know this is not a particularly popular take, who is, I think, cools even further on Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy with each passing year that goes by. Um, I largely think that those are, those are scruffy, weird action films edited more like montages <laughs> than movies that uh, more often than not are say, or at least in one particular case, obviously saved by uh, very um, impressive performances mm. from individuals, but that are rather otherwise I find them distracting to watch and hard to go back to. Um, interesting. Yeah, and interesting. Um, Batman's yeah. it's funny though, cause you say it cause ba- Batman uh, in general, um, I think the films are always of their time. Yes. And you see them when they come out and you go like, yeah, this is a good Batman film movie. And then you see it years later and you're like, oh, that was awful. Like that was really, <laughs> really bad. And it's funny how far away you get from the, when they initially came out. They do seem to go more and more down that, that line of going, oh no, when it came out, I thought it was amazing. But now I look back at it, I'm like, yeah. it's very comic book and it's not very good. And yeah. it's interesting how far... Well, all, all except for Batman and, Batman and Robin, right? Oh, yeah. I think- I think that was like when was it came out. It was like, nah. Right. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's also because the goalposts move all the time. And even if you look at sort of the meme or one of the memes that the Batman has generated, that idea of oh, brace yourself, it's another dark and gritty Batman. The <laughs> words dark and gritty don't mean half of what they did when Batman Begins came out. And like right. it, again, like I know that like we all like to share that you know that that meme with Doctor Manhattan. You know, sitting on the planet, being like, it's another however many years has passed, and there's another, but like. But Batman Begins and the Dark Knight were dark and gritty at the same time as series like Twilight and Harry Potter were being referred to as dark and gritty based on the directions they started to go into in yeah. the latter stages of those right. series. I'm not saying this is like a particularly dark or fucking malevolent film in some weird way, but both in terms of its tone and its terms of its 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 feel um, and its inspirations, you know. It, it, like it kind of for me it, it washes away the significance of that meme because like those films from the early noughties or the mid noughties don't feel anything like this in um yeah 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 I I, I, like yeah. Yeah, seeing as you kind of like given your your top level thing I'll, I'll give mine i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it the, um there were some things that i was like oh wow okay you went there okay interesting huh. um we'll have to, yeah <laughs> yeah um I really enjoyed it. I thought, I did think it was too long. Um, yep. You know, like, it, it's all fine and well saying, like, you enjoy a certain take on a character, et cetera. But, like, I don't know. It, it's such an easy thing to fall into a trap of, like, let's just go make it longer. Like, I, I don't really buy the excuse of saying, like, no, that film is as long as it needed to be, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you could have fucking trimmed out 20 minutes of that film. Right. That's about 20 minutes. That's not bad, though. Like, some films, it's like you could trim out an hour and a half. So you know. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, let me put it this way. Like, there were points of that film where you're like, this has ended, and it carries on. And you're like, okay, yeah, sure, it's carrying oh, on. right. But it's like, and now it's ended. Oh, no, it's carrying on. But, but story-wise and thematically and kind of, like, keeping you engaged, it was never a case of, like, I'm bored, right? It never kind of, like, it didn't overstay its welcome, but... There were parts where it's like, this, this, this could move along, you know. Um, but I, I loved that. I thought the, the cinematography in particular was fucking, yeah, gorgeously distinct. Uh, but the question, I guess, Jonesy, to you is, do you think you can, you know, 
wheel your wheelchair to a cinema anytime soon to go watch the film so we could do a spoiler cast, all three of us, or should Jamie and I just kind of band to do one on our own? Kind of keep, reckon, keep it relatively fresh, you know? I think I could get it done in two weeks. I don't think I could get it done in one. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I've no, just remem- no, I've just remembered something that I feel like I remembered something. I need to bring it up, and it sound like oh, it no, will okay. sound like I'm bringing it up to kind of like shame Jonesy into watching the Batman sooner. But actually, <laughs> I'm just bringing it up because I think it's something that Jonesy should absolutely talk to the folks at home about. I I thought of it as well, and as soon as you guys started talking about the Batman, I was like, oh damn, I did do something. Yeah, you did podcast. do something, and like, oh yeah, it's more relevant than ours. Yes, it is. Yes, there you go, oh, Josie. So you, it's not like you haven't done anything. There we go. Let's let's hear your catch up. Oh, okay. So I uh, on Friday, the day it came out, actually, um, I think it was first of April. <laughs> I went to the cinema and watched Sonic Two. Yeah, which hell I yeah. Forgot about. Um, but the reason I say that I'll be out of the, I need a couple of weeks for the Batman is because I went to watch Sonic Two with my two kids because they are they love Sonic. Um, they like the first one. They like the game. They like every, all of that stuff. So yeah, we went to see um, Sonic Two and. It was fine. It was. It's very <laughs> sequely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Must be big. Must bombastic. be bigger. Must be better. Blah blah blah. Exactly. Exactly. And it introduces Knuckles and Tails, which obviously weren't in the first uh, first film. Um, Robotnik becomes more Robotniky in this. Like mm-hmm. he's, if, in the first film, he's very much of a character. You know, of a of a tit of a. Uh, like a, not secret service. I don't trying to say like he's some kind of like government agent in the first one yeah. who kind of gets made more and more robotic, and then by the end of the film, he's you know he's almost robotic, but then this one he solidly is robotic. Yeah, um, and yeah, he he powers up with Knuckles, um, who come to fight Sonic and and to get the, was uh, was Knuckles cool? Because I love Knuckles as a character. Was Knuckles cool? <sighs> oh fucking hell! Here we go. No, he was fine. I don't really. I don't. I'm trying to think. Was he cool? Like, it didn't. I didn't jump out as yeah. being really cool. Also, but. like again, based on what I've seen in trailers, I, I feel like you're not going to get them. It's a, it's a make sense the way to introduce him, but you're not going to get the most out of Knuckles while he's uh, Robotnik's kind of secret weapon, kind of sidekick thing. Like mm, when exactly. Knuckles is a part of the crew and can banter with Sonic and Tails, which will inevitably be the case in Sonic the Hedgehog three in two years' time. Um, maybe that's when he. <laughs> you know, comes into a that, I think you're absolutely right. Cause you, so you get tails in this one who is like with Sonic, but you don't even get, maybe they could have done more with Sonic and tails in this. Oh no, maybe not. Maybe not. It was fine. But then the, the knuckles thing, cause he's with Robotnik. You don't really get that side of knuckles and anyone who's into like Sonic in general, you know that there's like the whole team. You've got like Sonic, knuckles, tails, Amy, the other one, big, like, the, cat. big, big the, the cat, big the cat. I knew fucking right. Jamie was going to talk about big, the cat. Big the cat. And they, this is such uh, a dumb name. <laughs> but they, they all have like dynamics and they work together in a certain way. But because, yeah, because Knuckles is with Robotnik for most of this, you don't really get that. Um, you do at the very end, they they try and like roll a bit of that flavour into it and you get an idea of, like you said, that third one is going to be more of that, them as a little oh, team. So, and they even, oh, sorry. Yeah, go, no, but I, I was going to say, like, I, you can definitely going to get more of an idea of them as a team that are, you know, working together. And there is an after the seat, after the credits. Mm, scene. That's so, what I was going to um, ask. So that they tease who's next in they this. Do. Okay, they do. Yeah, I've I've seen it. Oh, you've seen of it. Of course, you have. You spoil it for yourself every time. Well, because I, I'm not going to go watch the movie, but I am still kind of like intrigued by like what it is. Well, I I, I, I mean, I, again, I I got to be careful here not to venture into spoilers, but I think we kind of clocked onto something there when we were describing quote unquote the good guys 
And once you've said the names of Sonic, Knuckles, and Tails, it's kind of like dot, dot, dot. And then it's like, Amy, question mark, Big the Cat. Like, the good guy's team yeah. isn't that well fleshed out in a way yeah. that, in terms of like household names. But there's there are other household names out there that aren't necessarily good guys. Yeah. Yes. Well, ha- household in inverted commas. You have to be a pretty fucked up household. Of, uh, well, the character I'm thinking of is... <laughs> It comes up at dinner tables, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit nice. So if, if you do see it, stay after the credits. And if you're going to go ruin it for yourself like Chris because you're not going to watch it, then, then go for it. But I will not spoil it here. But yeah, Jamie, no, you're right. There is a few like... Does, does, he, does he kiss a human woman? No. Does he turn into a werehog? No. Does well, anyone wield an actual gun? Like a human gun? When but But, no. but is not a human themselves? No. Hmm. Hmm. Trying to th- no, no, they don't. There's e- anything where people have guns, it's tasers. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a kid's film. They're it's a kid's film. Kiddie. So, how, okay, so you thought it was like, fine. I'm guessing your kids absolutely went berserk. Yeah, they loved it. I don't think, um, I don't think they liked it as much as the first one, but then the, the first oh. film is always easy because the first film is always an origin story and origin stories are cool and you get to do so much in an origin story that, I think people just like, they like that reveal process and they like the person becoming the hero, you know, the character you expect. It eats up half the film and then you've only got half the film to worry about content. Whereas with a sequel, you have to come up with a completely new thing and I think it can be very tricky. Um, I don't think they did a bad job with, with this. It is, you know, it's it's like a weekend afternoon after a big meal kind of movie, I think, on the TV. It's one of those. It's not like necessarily... Fall <laughs> asleep screen. on the couch. Which is what I yeah, did in the yeah, cinema yeah. when I watched the first Sonic film. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I think that's yeah, that's what it is. Which which is fine. Like, which is fine. It's, I didn't expect anything more of it. It was hey, very much a not, not every film it. needs to be a fucking blockbuster. Although this is kind of like a blockbuster, right? Because of oh, it will make a fortune. I'm sure bang. because it's it's yeah, it's perfectly fine, serviceable Sonic film, and it's yeah. it's, it's a sequel and it mm. works. So why not? I think it's already started. Okay in international markets. I don't think it's had um, its opening weekend in the US yet. That's probably this weekend right. coming. Oh, wow, okay. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be pretty big for it. All right, yeah. nice. It, okay, it, well- it wanted to steer clear of Morbius because that's just a box office wrecking ball. And like, no, <laughs> you'd have to be insane to release the same weekend as a Morbius. Oh, well, it's a wrecking oh, ball. I love right. that. That was, I love, more, I love the whole Morbius thing. Watching the trailers for Morbius <laughs> and knowing how terrible that yeah. film was going to. But don't like, you, don't you kind of feel bad for Jared Leto though? Like, no, the he's Joker rubbish. and Morbius. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, he's crap. Like, he's crapping. He's he's a uh, what do you call it? He is a secondary character. At best, like he's not a star, and I've seen him in real life. He's yeah, not. He's not true. a star at all. And uh, I find it hilarious that anytime anyone puts him into something as like a main or a or even like the main villain, like with Joker, I'm like, no, you've do, you've totally miscast. Do you want to know his his best role? I uh, go on. I can think of. All right. Well, let's let's let me let me switch around. What is your guy's favorite? Jared Leto role, but that's that's difficult because is it my favorite film that he happens to be in, or is it my, no, the favorite you, character can, that he's played? I can tell you the two that come to mind, or the, the one the one that's actually like he has to do something, and he's not just set dressing as much as he is a character. Is uh, he Requiem for a Dream? 
Yeah, okay, yeah. Which I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That was like yeah. when I was sort of like going through my teenage years and started to watch like heavier films, and that was one that I thought was kind of like cool and watched a lot. This other film yeah. was much the same, although again, he's in it just to kind of look good and be beaten to a Fight pulp, Club. and that's yeah, Fight Club. Fight Club. Wow. Okay. Um, he's I will say not, he's, I will say I, I haven't seen Dallas Buyers Club, which I think is what he won the oh, Oscar right. for, right? Did he win an Oscar for it? Yeah, like that, that's the weird thing about Jared Leto is like you go back to before the whole Joker fiasco. Jared Leto was like an Oscar-winning actor who people were like, "This guy's got something." And then all the fucking the Gucci film and a Joker film later, and he's like, "Oh, this guy's a fucking clown." <laughs> literally, it, literally, yeah. It changed overnight. Yeah. What, what that, about you, Jonesy? You got any yeah. any standout roles? Jared Leto roles? No. Or, or maybe you're, you're a, a Thirty Seconds to Mars fan. Literally, the, the only roles I can think of him in, he's, he's been bad or he's been uh, completely forgettable, like Fight Club or, um, yeah, Requiem for a Dream, like totally forgettable. Yeah, what yeah. about, fellas, Lord of War? Oh, with Nicolas Cage. With Nicolas Cage, oh. fucking amazing movie. And he was the brother who had a, a drug problem. I don't, I re- that was a good movie, but I don't really remember him he was good in it. Yeah, he was good in it. Okay. But then again, he wasn't like, it's like you were saying, Jones, he, like he was, he wasn't even like a secondary character. He was like tertiary character or some shit like that. Like, yeah. It's so weird when they just decide someone's going to be a megastar. They did it with, is it Army Hammer? <laughs> but uh, then he started, then it turned out he was a cannibal. Ooh. So. <laughs> but then the Army Hammer, because I watched a YouTube video, which is why, it was like, why do they keep trying to make Army Hammer a star? It was like because he's, and it was before the cannibal stuff. It was like it's because it it was like a certain prejudice in Hollywood or whatever, and they're like he will be a star, and they just, they just kept forcing it, even though he was rubbish. And they or that you know, I don't even think he's that bad. I can't. Think uh, of I, I think he's all right. And, and you know, he good. was he was really fucking good in um, Call Me by Your Name, and right. he, mm. he was really fucking good in um, Man the from Lone Uncle. Ranger, the Man from Uncle. He was. He was good in Man yeah. from Uncle. No, he's he's fine, but yeah, I saw a video, but someone was saying like, why do they keep trying to force this idiot yeah. on us? And then he became a cannibal. Because he's like a seven foot white, straight white male. That's that's, why. that's basically he it. Like, will be a star. He's one of those things where if you can make him a household name, then he was tailor made to become like a Superman or something like that and yeah. make billions of dollars. And then he went mental. He's also called Army Hammer. Yeah, it's a great name. That's mad. Do you know, that's do, mad. That's you, you know, you know the weird story about like his father or something like that or someone else in his family. No. So his his dad is called Armand, which means his name is Armand Hammer, which sounds like the company Arm and Hammer. Arm and Hammer. They and he o- and, and he owns Arm and Hammer, but he didn't found the company. So that's a man weird. called Armand Hammer came to acquire and become like CEO of the company Arm and Hammer, and his son is Army Hammer. That's How cool. fucking weird is that? I like this shit like that. <laughs> this yeah. is completely off topic, but oh, really? It's a weird, this is completely it's a weird, off topic. It's a weird name thing, so I'm going to reference it. With the whole Ukraine situation, um, you kept seeing, hearing about the uh, American, uh, like foreign minister or something i can't remember what his role was but his name is like i can't i don't know his first name is like uh, alfred blinken <clears throat> but they always call him a blinken a, a blinken and i'm like <laughs> did his parents do that on purpose That's so that great. people hear his name and go a blinken 
And they're like, well, it's like Abraham Lincoln. So therefore he must be in politics. He's going to be successful. I like it. I, I, I just, I'm waiting for the, the day that Army Hammer like tries to come back into the mainstream. He's going to have to change his name. And I, I do have a suggestion. Okay. Dick Sledge. Dick Sledge. I mean, it's a great, like, but actually Richard Sledge or just full yeah, like, Dick? Yeah. No, yeah. Well, because like Army is maybe like, I don't know. Is it really Army or is it like a... Uh, you know, a, 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 what's the fucking term? Like a nickname or a, like a version. Oh, right, I see. Right. Is he like Armiondo or some shit like that? Oh, Armando. Yeah, Armando Hammer. Um, yeah, I reckon you combine that name change with a, uh, a comedy special called Sorry, and uh, he's right back in the mainstream in no time. Not, not Sorry. At least it wasn't kids. <laughs> At least it was at least it wasn't also kids. true. Also true. At least it wasn't kids. Yeah. Oh, wow. But then again, Michael like Jackson, if it's, if it's not kids, it's not baby back ribs, right? So I don't know what he's going to be munching on. Chilies. <laughs> Chilies. All right, fellas, how about we get into some, like, the, the actual point of uh, <laughs> what we do on this podcast is relay it, some, some gaming so news, all right? Yeah, let's uh, do I can't, it. I, can't, I kind of think I'm starting to understand why we're not growing. But hey, you know, we'll keep doing it until we're down to, like, I don't know, just, just peaswad, I guess. <laughs> love your peace you're here, um, the, you're here for the long haul whether you like it or not yeah we're not going to let you go buddy um, alright so, so fellas some great news that I, I was personally excited about and I know Jamie you were maybe a little bit like less hot on it and Jonesy I, we didn't actually hear your kind of opinion on it so this will be good this will be good Remedy is remaking Max Payne 1 and 2 for current gen systems hell yeah which is like which is fucking cool to me because I'm I'm a big fan of Max Payne one and two. Remaking um, is the operative word there. Not yes, remastered. not remaster, not like oh, here's, here's some HD textures. No, re fucking making. Um, and what's really nice about it is uh, apparently the budget is equal to any of Remedy's uh, AAA titles that they've released in the past. So that like there's a lot of money going into this. It's not a cash grab, I think, is what they're trying to kind of like relay here. Mm. It's being funded. By Rockstar, because obviously Rockstar kind of like owned the IP now, I guess. Uh, and the other thing is that both games will be uh, using Remedy's Northlight game engine, which was used in Quantum Break and Control. And those are some good-looking fucking games, fellas. Yes, that's a gr- they're great. It's a great engine for the for Max Payne as well. Yeah. you can just think like if you think back to playing Quant- uh, Quantum Break, think back to playing um, Control. Uh, Control, yeah, it, yeah, it just works in my head. It's like that's smart. yeah, it's like it's physics, it's particles. It was basically everything apart from the slow motion, which comes <laughs> yeah. you know part and parcel with Max Payne. So you mix it all together, and you've got something pretty sexy on your hands. Mm. Yeah, man. Oh, it's 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 going to be really fucking good. Well. I mean, you don't know. It could be a trash fire, but you hope it's going to be good. Um, sure. But yeah, so the, the, just to remind people, the first two games in the Max Payne series came out in 2001 and 2003, respectively. That's kind of mad. Like 20, 20 years? 20, yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, when I was, I was uh, eight and uh, 10. Shut the wow. front door. You may. Yeah. So. They were. I played both of those games, both to completion, and absolutely loved them. Um, Don't say to completion. Oh, <laughs> like, completion. Like, oh. at least it wasn't kids. <laughs> but um, what, one thing that I'm, I question about the remakes is I don't want them to bring back that cutscene style. 
Oh, yeah, like the I, comic I, strips. The comic strips. Yeah. I think that was like a cost-cutting thing, and I hope they don't do it. Or, yeah, it, like, there's there's opportunity there, right? To kind of like really fucking ramp shit up. Mm. Um, especially if you think of like the fidelity of, the you know, the in-game cutscenes in Control. Like, you know, they, they, were fuck, they were pretty funky. They were pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, you don't need to do the cost-cuttings thing now. Max Payne's a massive... Um, uh, yeah, but but they might be like, oh, you got it. You we're, we're trying to be original to the source material, and you know, yeah, maybe. I I hope I hope not. But um, just but then that's just me. Like, yeah, I'm sure most people, more people will probably be like, no, no, we like that, we want it, don't change it. And it's just my yeah. pet peeve that I would I'd like to see because like a better. Take. I think also like the, what went hand in hand with those comic strips was the kind of the very pulpy, uh, on the nose writing. And that sort of like very unique delivery that um, is it James McCaffrey who was Max Payne? Yes, Some, yes. Um, his sort of very unique delivery through all three games in the end, um, which kind of like again that for me is also synonymous is just hearing that voice and some of those. Don't get me wrong, some of those lines which are infamous for the wrong reasons as much as the right ones, but um, yeah. Because that was also what Max Payne 3 was. Like Max Payne 3, for as much as I love it, and we'll talk about what I think about it I think, in a sec, but like if there were criticisms of that game, it was like it was almost like a walking cutscene simulator where like every 10 seconds Max Payne would just start whispering into your ear and it's like, okay, look, I know it. You've got like a very noirish take on what's going on <laughs> and you've got a weird metaphor to make about how you like fucking hookers, but... Let's get on with the story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I just like, I hear that, it, like, a, a remake, and I'm just thinking of, like, all those cool fucking set pieces from those games, right? Like, um, the, the fucking panic room vault that then gets lifted up from the helicopter and shit. Or when Max Payne goes through, like, this little kind of, like, delusional breakdown and he's running in that, house on fire kids yes. are fucking screaming all over the crying, place yeah. um the the fucking construction site with mona Sachs on the fucking sniper like oh just give it to me just fucking <laughs> injected straight into my I t- my bloodstream i think what was weird for me was like one and two i loved i couldn't get enough of three i i rented um from blockbuster i think it was when it uh maybe that was about right it must have been blockbuster and then um but you couldn't get on with three at all and uh mm. so now that i hear one and two remake i'm like absolutely get like that that is great i want that i definitely want that so mm. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm psyched for revisiting all of that stuff see in glorious uh modern gen the, the reason i liked three and it's one of the reasons why i could be potentially more excited for a remake of one and two is that i think that in the intervening years between 2001 and 2003 when these two came out and 2012 when max Payne three came out Linear, and especially linear narrative-driven third-person action games changed so much where you think about, yeah. you know, the advent of cover-based third-person shooters and, you know, Gears of, the Gears of War revolution that happened around 2006, which itself caused, you know, its own sort of like spiral of, you know, changes to third-person action games. I thought to make a narrative-driven um, game like that in 2012 that sort of had such a... Again, it wasn't for everyone, and I know I just kind of like jabbed at it a minute ago, but I did genuinely like and vibe with like that sort of the, the presentation style it went for. For everything to be so seamless, for everything to be so cinematic, um, 
to have such like a strong cohesive vision that led you through this linear game in a way that always felt so natural as it chained yeah. up the these all these different locations and that you know the constant first person narration that um that sort of accompanied everything um and the way it balanced these sort of like these big dramatic shifts from you know flashbacks to Hoboken and Max when he's still a cop <laughs> and run-ins with you know Jersey Shore style um, sons of gangsters Gu- and mobsters, Guidos, yeah, literally Guidos, yeah. <laughs> to flashing forward to him losing his head, giving up pills and and whiskey, you know, uh, shaving all his hair off and going into the favelas to try and you know right his wrongs. Like I just <laughs> loved every moment of that journey, and I also just thought that that was where Rockstar took their the the sophistication of their third person <clears throat> shooter model that had really lagged behind through the GTA series uh, to to another level. And a lot of what works so well about and again, don't get me wrong, I, uh, the games that came afterwards, whether it's GTA Five or Red Dead Redemption Two, um, not flawless in terms of their shooting mechanics, but the way they improved, like even just things like the way their kind of their aiming and lock on system works, the way they implement ragdoll and physics based reactions to their shooting, like everything was measured and perfected in Max Payne. And it had that thing yeah. where like every single indiv- individual bullet was sort of had its own physics and like you would get the things where you get the last kill of someone in the room and it would cut the camera and go slow-mo and you could slow time down manually as watch bullets like rip through people <laughs> with entry and exit wounds and blood spurts. And um, I, I just fucking loved Max Payne 3 in a way that made Max Payne 1 and 2 seem older than they actually are. Yeah. That, it's yeah, interesting because yeah. I, I, my, I think my problem with Max Payne 3 was that I was still caught up on Max Payne 1 and 2 and maybe wasn't, it was, too, it was too different from it was, yeah, it was what you wanted. Yes, yeah. but which is a problem of like nostalgia with games because actually just because a game's moved on doesn't necessarily make it bad. You've, you've almost got to put that aside mm. and enjoy the new thing, which maybe that was at the time. Maybe I wasn't ready for it, Jamie. Maybe, that's oh. maybe. I mean, I replayed it last year and I enjoyed it still. So oh, okay, I, I kind of feel like Max Payne 3 is one of those YouTube games, right? Where like <sighs> people, people will make a, a, a fucking 50-minute um, video essay on like, why? Why Max Payne Three is actually a masterpiece? Yeah, Author, authored by <laughs> Full Fat Jamie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> do you know what I tell you? What I did do. One of my problems with Max Payne Three was that was during my migration from uh, mainly PC gaming, Max Payne One and Two, right, to PC to playing console, and I was crap with a with a controller with aiming. And one of the things that I didn't like around that time was I was struggled with any game where you had like trying to use the sticks to aim because I was all. PC gaming had been my thing of choice yeah, and it's so much yeah. better to aim on a PC with mouse and keyboard. So I do think that probably made a difference as well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can play it on PC now for what it's worth, if you're, if you're, again, if you're interested in picking it up on Steam or whatever. Um, I, pretty, I don't know how good the keyboard and mouse support is, but it's there. It's there, yeah. 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 Um, the, yeah, the only other thing I was going to say, just and I'll, I'll float this out there to get your two thoughts on it, because I know I kind of mentioned it in passing when we chatted about the news as it dropped was to put it kind of in a nutshell, whether or not this is actually the best use of remedies, time and tech and expertise. And don't get me wrong. Like I know that Alan Wake two is in the works. I know that we presume there'll be a, some kind of a follow up to control at some point. Like a lot of the, yeah, yeah, these things have kind of been hinted at or, or straight up confirmed in, in, in different capacities. But is there any part of you guys that thinks that like, this is a little bit sort of like, I don't know, nostalgia baity and actually not that progressive in terms of like 
mm. both whether it's the Northlight <clears throat> engine or just what Remedy are capable of bringing to the industry to get caught up on this for the next couple of years? I think I think I think there's two ways of looking at it, and and I think I kind of lean on the one way more than the other. It's almost like the the Alex Jones way, but you know, I'll I'll talk about it quickly. The one way is to say that it's maybe an easier project for them to take on because the mm. story is there. Yes, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a remake rather than a remaster, but like. It, you know, it, the the lines are so blurred into in terms of like what is what. Okay, they're not going to just take the same engine, upraise the textures, fix the UI, and put it out as a remaster. Right? Mm-hmm. A remake would be like, no, we're building the engine from the ground up, which means that's why they're using the the Northlight engine. Fine, they can update the gameplay to modern sensibilities, but for all intents and purposes, they could potentially just keep the story exactly as is, keep the missions exactly as is. You know, mm-hmm. some tweaks here and there. So maybe there's that one part of saying like, hey, yes, we'll give it like our full attention and we're not going to phone it in, but it's maybe an easier proposition than building out something new and fresh because half the work is done already. Right? Yeah, but isn't that a negative thing? Not necessarily when, when you've got such a great canvas to work from, right? As long as it holds up, right? I mean, that's the other thing. Well, like, yeah, yeah. No, no one's going to remake Lemmings because like, fuck it. But... um. The other side of the other thing to think about, and this is maybe where I get a little bit more excited about it, is kind of saying like, I mean, Remedy sold the rights to Max Payne, the Rockstar Games. They sold it, oh well, to the parent company Take Two, um, in two thousand two for thirty four million dollars. Like that's that's a big chunk of change, and all that's come out of that from Take Two's perspective and Rockstar's perspective is one fucking game, Max mm. Payne Three. That's a lot of money to pay for an IP that you only use once. Okay. And now yeah. they're kind of like, you know, there's an agreement between Remedy and Rockstar to get this done. And a part of me kind of thinks that, like, are they testing the waters for Max Payne 4? Even though, even though by all accounts <laughs> mm. and, and a lot of people, whether you like Max Payne 3 or not, there was a general consensus that, like, Max Payne story is wrapped up and you don't necessarily need to come back to it. But is there, is, is, is that, you know, is that where they're leading us? Is this the... Ellipsis. Dot dot dot. I don't I don't think it is. I think it stands on its own. I think this is a yeah. for me, it's like Max Payne one and two fit really well into the current remedy stable and feel of what Alan Wake 2 will feel like on the engine, what control and any future control like games or whatever they do will feel like on the engine. I think Max Payne one and two fit perfectly into that slot with remakes. Yeah. I don't think obviously remasters <clears throat> would be a horrible different story. Um but it's it's weird. Maybe it's maybe it's the nostalgia thing talking again, but I just can't see how they don't fit really well as full AAA games and just slide right in to um, anyone's uh, uh, library, you know, of games and and feel amazing and feel fantastic. The yeah. the, 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 the the argument that I'd offer up there uh, as to how these might not actually feel as amazing as we'd like them to feel is that. I think we ended we ended up at a point like a couple of years ago where most people came to a pretty solid agreement and understanding about the difference between a remaster and a remake. But yeah. I think in the last couple of years, the uh, the umbrella term of remake has itself become a little bit confused because there are things right. like Final Fantasy VII, which is just like it might as well just be like a, a, it, it's it's there's no, it's just a completely new game. Yeah. Yet yeah. there are things like. Well, <sighs> 
Like, well, like Resident Evil as well, right? Resident Evil. Yeah. Were, like, like, are they doing that, or are they using the bones or the sp- even just the spine? You know, the backbone of Max Payne. Is it a Demon Souls remake, or is it a- right? Like, because <laughs> you get you get things like Demon Souls or Diablo Two Resurrected, or even dot 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 the recent GTA trilogy definitive editions, where it's like we're gonna build this. Like, the, you know what? That, that that was them taking the bones of that, those games and bringing them into Unreal Engine, a completely new engine, just mm. like Northlight will be, and saying let's make it look better. Let's put better rain physics in there. Let's put better lighting in there. But let's still make it those same games because that's what people want. And do people want that for Max Payne one and two? Like, do you want a Diablo-style situation where you know it's the exact same shit under the hood because that's fundamentally the game you're trying to re-release? Or do you get a Resident Evil and Final Fantasy situation where we're like, you don't want the same game under the hood, trust us, we're making a whole new game that happens to... I don't know. It's tough. I think the Demon's Souls way is... I think that's the right way, which is a completely new game under the hood, but one that feels familiar. And down well, to like where they really care. That's the thing. Like, you, you say they it feels familiar. It used the exact same timings on like the attacks. Well, that's and, what, and like, but that's what I was going to say, right? So it's, it's almost like an idea whereby you could use the uh, you could reuse assets, you could reuse code, you could reuse like whatever you like. But with Demon Souls, they did they completely rebuilt it. But like you said, they timed everything out so that it would feel exactly yeah. the same yeah. in certain elements. That is what I I kind of hope they do with Max Payne One and Two because when I dive through a door with a sawn off shotgun, I want it to feel like I remember it feeling Listen. in the those games. I don't want uh, some weird hybrid. It feels bad, but kind of looks similar. It's it's tricky, right? It's very I, I, tricky. I, as long as they keep the the pitch of the Uzis when you're using them, especially <laughs> when you're dual wielding them, because they were very high pitched. And then when you went into the slow it just kind of like when. <laughs> you like, cut off completely for me then with the, uh, the filter <laughs> Discord does not like your gun sound effects. Well, there you go. No. It, it probably wasn't very good. My, my throat's a bit scratchy. Um, but it's just to kind of like move on the conversation a little bit. Um, I'm going to do something a little different. Okay. And I'm going to refer to our good old friend Twitter, Twitter, uh, because I got some messages on this. Okay. Our very own Bill Caesar, who's now mm. a patron, welcome, Bill, um, said. It, if it looks and controls as well as Max Payne 3, then I'll be happy. I think the remakes will alter the story so they fit in with Control and Alan Wake worlds regarding supernatural stuff, which I'm fine mm. with as it flirted with that stuff anyway. Now that's... Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, in one way, Bill, it is going to look, well, not like Max Payne 3, but better because Northlight Engine is fucking delicious. Um, but yeah, I really like that kind of thought on will it be... In the same like control verse, I mean, Alan Wake verse, whatever. Like that, 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 that's super intriguing to me. And maybe that might give a little bit more of an explanation as to maybe why they're actually doing this, right? Remedy and Sam Lake definitely seem to love the idea <laughs> of the Remedy verse, and they're going to do everything in their power to kind of make that a thing. But I, there is a part of me, and like Bill mentioned himself, like Max Payne three. I just think that that will continue to be this weird odd one out where yeah. if Remedy uses this as an opportunity to realign Max Payne 1 or 2 slightly to be a part of a Remedy verse and then set up to go back to the point you made earlier, Chris, some kind of a Max Payne 4 or a new Max Payne that was even yeah. closer to like to that, then Max Payne 3 would be this weird sort of like ugly duckling in the middle. Like how do you, do you acknowledge that it's canon but you just kind of pretend it didn't happen or that it was like... It does become a bit messy 
in a way that I don't know if they're actually thinking that far ahead. But if they are, then more power to them. And I just hope they can pull it off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, There's another comment here from Adam M. Another great topic for the Super Show. I wonder if they are making these separately or working one at a time. I always wanted another Max Payne, but I always thought three ended as well as it could have for him. Hoping they get James McCaffrey back for the voice. I think I think the voice is like you don't do it unless you can get him right. I no no I I don't think it will be him. Oh, who do you think? I, I uh, come on, it's so obvious. It's going to be known racist Marky Mark. <laughs> can you imagine if they brought <laughs> Miller Kunis shows up? <laughs> oh it's my god! But look, at least it wasn't children. At least it wasn't kids. So at least it wasn't kids. Just an old Vietnamese man. Yeah. At least yep. it wasn't kids. Um. Oh. Uh, can, yeah. can I ask you to a question just mm. because I don't know where the running tally's at now but you know I'm fascinated by this subject does this count as another l- entry to the long list of games that would have been cool announcements at a press conference or stage show that were announced in a tweet yes 100% yeah. dude like no, no one is expecting this it's the Spanish, yeah. Imagine, it's the Spanish Inquisition. No one was expecting that. It's not even like, it, it didn't even seem like it was on people's radar. And if they managed to keep it under their hat and a fucking trailer comes out with fucking a Max Payne monologue, are you kidding I, that's, me? I was going to say, imagine you were watching a, com- a news co- a conference, right? Like, and it went, and the screen just went black. The sound of rain starts. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's in the dark. And then it just goes, I don't, what am I supposed to do now? It's been this many years since I've done whatever. Do you know what I mean? And then they just and then so every, then everyone starts to suddenly go. Hold on, does that sound like Max Payne? And then suddenly, like the comic book effect, like rain comes oh, in, man. and it's like I look over at Marla as she puts back on her bra. And then and you get that. I I get oh. singles in the like I just when got I it. hear that I just got cheer. It. You know the cheer that people do in the crowd when yeah, they suddenly yeah. realise what it is, and you go and you just get that like it's just like group excitement all at the same time. I love that feeling, and they keep taking it away from us <laughs> by tweeting out. Uh, by the way, everyone, we're looking for someone to work on our remakes of Max Payne one and two. Yeah, um, it, 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 you know it, anyone? It, it fucking sucks, right? Because by announcing it in this way, it's like yeah, you get an endorphin hit and a little bit of a, a rush, but like it's fucking gone, and and like. One of the things when when a new trailer gets released or like, you know, premiered, world premiere, um, <laughs> you can go back and you can watch it and you can get hyped all over again. Yeah. And years later after the product, like I, I still go back to the, the reveal of, of God of War 2016. Like as such. Do you so, really? My, I do, yeah. It's quality. My go-to, it's not a game, but my go-to, if you want to feel that feeling, is go back to when uh, the iPod, and like the oh, iPhone right, yeah, first yeah. announced, they are some of the best like announcements. But it's the same deal with like E3, like uh, old E3s where they would like announce sort yeah. of crazy games and you would get like, look, when Spider-Man uh, was yeah. announced, oh, um, that the, was like, I, I, amazing. Like yeah. say what you will, all right? But the fucking cyberpunk um, uh, Keanu oh. Reeves reveal was like, so what? Good. Like, yeah. That's, both, that's both, cool. both cyberpunk E3 moments, I think, were, were top tier. Oh, yeah, big time. Right. But yeah, I re- so I re- we'll have to we'll have to do a list one time. Uh, we'll have to do an old school ATG style six list of like the six best like uh, reveals, yeah, reveals, oh, game reveals. You fucking nailed it. You've got it right there. That's 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 one we have to make. I think we'll that's struggle really to cool. narrow it down. Honestly, I think we'll be yeah. fighting over that. That will be tricky. Part one. That will be fellas. Tricky. It's for the patrons, <laughs> so you know we can we can milk it as much as we can. The, 
Okay, I already know what would probably be number one. Um, with hindsight, Metro Prime why, Four. No way. With hindsight, I can see why people would complain about it, but you could not deny that when it happened, everyone who was excited was excited, and that, of course, is um, uh, the Last of Us Two. Yeah, but that the, reveal, the, the, the first reveal trailer, the first reveal at the uh, what was it, the, the, like the PlayStation Experience or something like that. I can't remember. It was something like that, but I just remember that. Was well, it just, was, was it not just, just Ellie sitting on the bed? Yeah, and, and saying, no, "I'm no, going to no, kill him." I'm facing kill him away from the camera, so playing it, the guitar. It, it, that, so that wasn't E3. That was at the PlayStation Experience. Oh, okay. And I, I, the reason I remember that trailer is because the cheer moment in that trailer, and the reason people knew what it was, is because at the beginning of the trailer, it's like it's shots of like these empty woods and then there's yeah. like a burnout car and the camera keeps cutting and pulling back further. And it, on like the third cut, there's a Firefly logo like graffitied on the uh, wall. Right, right, and that's yeah. when you're like, oh shit. And yeah, it cuts to a mysterious figure that we still, I guess, presume is Joel, but that yeah. scene's not in the game so we never know. But we walk from behind and he like, yeah, he walks up to the door frame and she sat on the bed with a guitar. Um, and he says something like, come on kiddo or something like that. Yeah. He says something and then it's yeah. the voice and then everyone goes, ah! Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, that fucking worked Huge. out, fuckers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, look. Yeah, you know, I I will always lament the fact that we're just getting, we just have to accept it. We're just getting uh, announcements via Twitter these days, and little announcements like that that games in development. Another one that was recently come out was Crystal Dynamics, stating that they've just started developing the next Tomb Raider using Unreal Engine four and using like. Unreal, Unreal's like Unreal Engine, not four, five. <laughs> Unreal Engine five is kind of like reveal. They tacked onto that, being like, "Yeah, we're making this game," and then they yeah. they put out a post saying, "Like, yeah, come work us, with us on this game that we're making Literally. that doesn't exist yet." Like, fuck, why do man. they always use Tomb Raider to introduce like a new engine or like a new, they they seem to use that as like a <laughs> graphics demonstration? That's what it has become. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, may, maybe it's because like. Tomb Raider at various points in its iterations were kind of like at the forefront of the technology. Like the first Tomb Raider with the pixelated boobs, like that was that was like cutting edge, like literally, right? And a T-Rex yeah, and, and a tiger. Yeah, what? exactly, exactly. And um, you look at uh, like the Tomb Raider reboot, that was like graphically very impressive. The same with mm-hmm. Rise of the Tomb Raider, that was graphically very yeah. impressive. That was like, you, you know, like Xbox One kind of like showcase. Yeah. And then Shadow of the Tomb Raider was a bit flat on consoles, but was heavily used by NVIDIA for the early RTX stuff. Yes. I remember and and it's, still like, it's still a go-to for benchmarking. Yeah, because I pl- I, I've only ever played Shadow of the Tomb Raider uh, in the context of NVIDIA preview events. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I never played the go. finished product. Um, oh, but yeah. yeah, like this is weird, especially because like I know it's still Crystal Dynamics, so whatever it is, it's going to be heavily tied to and associated with the trilogy we just mentioned. But when you hear them talk more about it, they make it sound like, okay, that was actually a trilogy. So this could be something completely new, like a new direction for what is still one of the biggest names in gaming. So again, yeah, the idea that it's being talked about again after four years uh, and like it was just a passing mention with no... You know, key art, no, like nothing. Uh, it literally just name dropped. There's going to be a new Tomb Raider. Uh, yeah, powered by Unreal Engine Four uh, Five, which looks yeah. fucking incredible. Like, undoubtedly, I, I watched that stream and yeah, look, it looks 
very cool and also just very not necessarily accessible but like it's going to enable lots more people to do lots more cool things yeah yeah or lots um, more pretty things if nothing else but one thing that yeah, will make awful games that look incredible yeah like uh. it's, it's, you remember that joke we kept making like a few months ago about how the we're going to have loads more sort of like what's that black myth wukong kind of game that no oh one, yeah yeah that's we just gonna I have, can't wait for that yeah, we're going to have lo- and it was the same with dokv like the biggest problem yes. unreal engine 5 is going to cause is games that are going to look amazing when their budgets are like $1000 yeah, <laughs> it's like the it's like the yeah. Final Fantasy problem with like all the Final Fantasy like fourteen, fifteen, or that is that they you I I got lulled into buying them because <laughs> they look so good, and then you play them, you're like, this is not what I was told it was. It looks amazing, but plays like pretty trash. Article effects, buddy. Um, mm. But Jamie, to your point of like differentiating this upcoming Tomb Raider to the previous trilogy, uh, they've got a new director for the game. And that's Days Gone director Jeff Ross has joined Crystal Dynamics as a design director. Yeah. So, Which, you know, not, not, not necessarily the game director. Design director is a very different kind of role, but interesting nonetheless. Yeah. The whole, the weird, the, the whole sort of like Jeff Ross bend, like fallout around Days Gone was <laughs> odd. Um, and I'm glad it's oh, over. Big time odd, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I think there's a potential good fit there. Like, Days Gone had some elements that you definitely like shouldn't be too afraid to draw from as you make another third-person action game. Just don't make it 60 hours long, really. <laughs> yeah, easy. Yeah, that's my <laughs> advice. Um, also, yeah. don't make it shit, so. Yeah, although, it, again, like you talked about Crystal Dynamics, it does leave them in a bit of a weird spot where they're still co-developing Perfect Dark, and do you remember there were those stories like a month or two ago about how so they're co-developing Perfect Dark with the initiative, and yes. there were reports about a month ago that loads and loads and loads of people were leaving the initiative, like they'd and lost. It was like, being 50. more Crystal Dynamics than yeah. anything else. Yeah. So now it's this weird thing of like Perfect Dark is mostly Crystal Dynamics, and also Tomb Raider is Crystal is only Crystal Dynamics. So maybe they've just got a lot on their hands, like Remedy yeah, do, what- but. What was the last game that Crystal Dynamics, hmm. like the last big game that they put out? It's surely a massive success. Whatever it was, we did definitely didn't talk about it on this podcast because if we talked about it on this podcast, even just once, I'd remember it uh, like the back yeah. of my hand. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> They're never talking about it again either now. Yeah. It's, it will. It's, what is it, it's like one of those things that will not be named. Well, there's this murmurs that like that shit's carrying on wait what, what do you really? mean like that by that shit like that game yeah i mean how many you what you, what, you put like five interns on it say like generate a new outfit for the store every week like <laughs> i'm trying to know i'm trying to think you know chris is right because i i I saw i think it was a tweet about it not too long ago when they were talking about it's just something yeah something that made me think it's not dead and yeah I was and, and that's like surprised a, that's a shock to me i would have sworn by now we would have had a statement saying like yeah servers are shutting down in fucking june you dickheads like okay <laughs> fine whatever oh it will happen yeah, eventually like, hey listen it was one of those from uh was it about ghost recon i thought it was going to be one of those recently that was like uh everything's closing down but it was just a we've put out the last bit of content but ghost recon will you know we're still going to support it and we're still going to crack on yeah yeah which i whenever those things start with we've put out the last bit of content i always think it's going to go give it six months and then we're going to kill it <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> yeah, I well. haven't done it yet with no. a game that should not be named, so. Only a matter of time. Yeah, only a matter of time. Um, 
what was certainly only a matter of time uh, for some people, and maybe it came not as expected from others, is Ron Gilbert is officially creating a new Monkey Island game. Not only that, he's been working in secret. And not only that, it's coming out this year. Yeah. This was like super fucking unexpected. Like as much as Max Payne was unexpected, I think this was like even more unexpected. The news also came out on April Fool's. So <laughs> yeah, Could, like, but I'm it's real. To... <laughs> I don't think I ever played Monkey Island. If I'm being oh honest. scumbag, get off this fucking <laughs> podcast! <laughs> you're gonna hate me as well. Then, oh, fuck I fuck off! It's, I, it's I, a one man show now. I, it's, I, I, you, you guys shut up. You, you're muted. I'm, I played the one on PS2. What was it? Like Escape from Monkey Island or something like that? I don't oh, know. God, yeah, okay. That's the only one I've played. I remember. And uh, I'll be honest, as a result of that, I saw this announcement and I was like, oh, well, all right. And I put my phone yeah, down. Because you, you played the worst one. Yeah, then I put my phone up an hour later and everyone was like, oh my God, Monkey Island. I was like, oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people like Monkey Island. <laughs> people fucking I don't even remember. Let me be really honest. I don't even remember what sort of game Monkey Island was. I it's a point and click adventure, Jonesy. Is it point and click? Okay. Oh, that's weird. Because that was about the time when that came out, I think that. I did like a point-and-click adventure. I don't know why I didn't play Monkey Island. Yeah, because yeah, you played like, a lot of the... Um, like Broken Sword and... Well, Roger yeah. Wilco. Yeah. Uh, Dare the Tentacle. I love yeah, exactly. Well, this is... Uh, Indiana Jones and the Hunt for Atlantis, is it? Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, well, stuff. this is a Sam Lucasfilms game. Broken. Mad Max was like ultimate for me. Lucasfilms <laughs> games is involved in this, so they've kind of like... Because they own the IP, I guess. Um, and it's kind of like a collaboration between them... Devolver Digital and uh, what is it fucking called? Ron Gilbert's terrible, terrible toy, toy box. box. Yeah. Anytime yeah, cool. I say Devolver Digital, it kind of makes me happy because I do think they're a. I, I, I like what they do. I often I think they're doing good shit. So whenever yeah. you attach Devolver Digital to something, it makes me think, okay, yeah, okay. What's nice about That's this cool. is um, Dave Grossman, co-writer and programmer of the original Monkey Island, is confirmed to be working on this as well, alongside, uh, like, I don't know if they were the original composers. I think they were. Um, and the original voice art, like, voice artist for Guybrush Threepwood. This is kind of fucking mad. Yes. And and the one thing I'll say about it is that for as much nostalgia as I might be missing for Monkey Island, I can't tell you how happy I am for Monkey Island fans that it's coming back <laughs> in this way. like And this year, which is like... And this year, yeah. Um, but with, but with, the, with the right people on board, often, just fucking go on. I'm, I don't know. I'm torn though because so the, the point and click was great. I loved it, but I loved the 2D like point and click. This, or, is, or gonna, like this the, is gonna be 2D. It is gonna okay because there was a horrible period where they kind of thought 3D models were good in point and click, and they were not. Yeah. They always no. This, this is the the art style is made by what was that game? You're gonna have to give was, us a clue. No, I got to look this up. You, you, you talk talk amongst yourselves. I got to look this up because it'll just, it'll shine a light on things for sure. One system that is great with the point and click games, two D ones, the Switch. I love a point and click game, or on your phone. Yeah. But the Switch is did, the Switch did you is play the best, that one that came out like a couple of years ago that had like a pixel art style? Um, it was like a almost like a murder mystery game that um, yes. also was made by like an, another classic point and click de- uh, adventure developer. Oh, uh, beneath the, the ghost hotel thing or whatever. It, no, uh, beneath the steel sky kind of thing. No, no, it wasn't beneath the steel sky. That it was. Um, oh. Now, now we're just coming up with more things that none of us can remember. And we have to start <laughs> googling, otherwise it will annoy us. I did play. I played. 
<coughs> one on the Switch, which was like, oh, what is it even called? It was it was one where you, it was a... Thimbleweed pol- Park was the one I was yeah. trying to... Oh, yeah. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is the one I played. There you go, yeah. I, I figured that was why I brought it up, is I had a weird memory in the back of my mind of you playing it. Looking it up now, yes. like, obviously Grim Fandango cool. got re-released on some things. The Dark Side Detective's coming up. As another one, Thimbleweed Park was great. Like I, that was a very cool game. It played really well on the Switch. But yeah, you, there was a ghost in a hotel, and you were the ghost, and you were like the ghost of the dead person who'd been murdered, and you could like fly around and do stuff. Um, right. Oh, so Thimbleweed yeah, Park, it was made by Terrible Toy Box and Ron Gilbert. So it's the oh, it's just there. Yeah, yeah. That's right. it's that, that, that time is a flat circle. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And it's um, a spiritual successor to Maniac Mansion and The Secret of Monkey Island. Oh, so great. it's basically okay. them. That, that, that was them. They crowdfunded that for just three hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars, and now I guess they've got Devolver and Lucas uh, back involved, and presumably a bit more money to make an actual Monkey Island. So you might actually enjoy this, Jonesy. Okay, yeah, no, that that this makes me happy. This does make me happy. Did you uh, find I, out I what to... the art style was, Chris? No, I'm just going to Google it. What were you trying to do before? I was looking on my phone like through really tweets because that's where I initially. Forward, so I'm gonna to have to like Google. Oh, it I see. Um, there, well, there's no clues you can give us. I kind of want to help. I want to turn this into a, it, a it, mystery it, game. It, it was a recent game that was like a very lush, like 2D art style that was like very well received. A game, and basically they got this guy to just do all the artwork. Hmm. Okay. I, don't know. Do I mean, I joined yeah. uh, just just to make Phil's time while Chris Google's. But I um, joined a Discord of that car- the company. Who made? Who did the incredible art style for the last night? You remember the E three when they did that like vertical yeah, slice? Yeah, yeah. Was, that was cool. And it was like the best looking like two D pixel art game we've seen for ages. Basically, never coming out. Oh, <laughs> crazy! My computer's gone mad. Oh, um, no. What was that yeah, called? No, no. The last, the last night. Last night. Oh, the last night. Because I remember there was it was confusing because <clears throat> there was that, and then there was another trailer like a, at a, another show a couple of years later that was weirdly similar, <gasps> but it was a different Re- game. Uh, is it like repent or? Rep- Repellent or something? Maybe. I can't remember. Yeah, there was a very similar looking game. Because then people, I think, said yeah. at the time, have they anything to do with each other? And it was like, no, they're, they're completely separate games. But it was um, it was a very similar, very cool, like, yes. 2.5D pixel art art style. It's, it, is, it is frustrating when you see a game come out at a game show like The Last Night and you think, oh my goodness, I want to play that. And then you find out yeah. that was not a game. That was a video yeah. built for E3 to show so- something off. It's a bit annoying. I I have found the uh, the games that you would know the well, hopefully know the artist or the art style from. It's the guy who did Nights and Bikes, or alternatively, Tear Away on the PS Vita. Oh, Tear. Okay, weird. Like there's there's nothing nothing about Tear Away that screams Monkey Island to me. But no, but it's more the art style, right? Like this kind of like hand drawn, weird. High saturation, colorful kind of art style. It, it it looks cool. Like from the trailer, like I mean, if you've seen the trailer, you get what art style yes, will be. Yes, yeah. The trailer gave me weird, like um, like again, like almost gave me like guacamole vibes for some reason from yes, some of yeah, the characters yeah, yeah, yeah. and like it, the weird like glow a, and there is a vibe of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Well, <laughs> I, I I I I shall wait and see how this pans out. And maybe, Chris, this could be my first proper Monkey Island experience outside of Escape. 
which everyone okay. knows is the only real Monkey Island game worth playing. It's the reason I played it. I was seven years old and I was that enlightened. I knew I'd just pick up this one. It's the only one I need to play. Wow. There we go. Okay. Fair. You know what? Fair enough. Because you know what I'm going to say? At least it wasn't kids. So At least it wasn't kids. That's got to be like, that's like a tailor-made code word, right? For the, for the episode. I think so. Because uh, indeed, we're at the end of the, the, the super show. Alice. Not not like the super show. <laughs> yeah. Just like this super show. Sounded ominous. Mm, very ominous. Uh, but yes, if you've made it this far, all two of you, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. If you are watching on YouTube or listening on a podcast platform of your choice, uh, we've been the super show. You've been great. And at least it wasn't kids. Hey. Hey. See ya. Bye. See ya.